Welcome to the Talking Nutrition Podcast, where twice a week you'll learn about all things health, fitness, and mindset. I'm your host, Yon Investors, and it's my goal to simplify nutrition, provide you with actionable strategies, and teach you repeatable systems so you can create real results that last. Now, real quick, you won't find any crazy restrictive diets or quick fixes here, and the stuff that we talk about is basic, easy to apply, and effective. However, the only way to create change is by putting what you learn into action. Now, go ahead and grab yourself a coffee, pour me one while you're at it, and let's dive into the episode. What is up and welcome back to the Talking Nutrition Podcast. Today is going to be part two of the Q&A episode that I did with P.S. Eberk. So we wanted to split it up into two episodes because quite frankly, I mean, I'm not great at giving short answers, first of all. <laughs> and second, I think it's nicer to kind of stick to just about 30 minutes for you to kind of listen. And yeah, I wanted to keep it short. So let's just dive in. Today's part two of the Q&A. If you have any questions, hit me up, hit Pia up, and she's going to be back um, at some point like we're, we're not sure yet probably like two weeks uh, we have a bunch of topics we still want to dive into but for now it's Q&A time okay the next question how can I get a good routine when it comes to tracking of the food I think she's finding it a bit hard to like get into the habit of tracking and logging everything in an app on your phone which I fully understand so maybe we can give her some tips I'll keep this one short two things First of all, we just need to get used to it and allow ourselves to kind of, you know, just get the reps in. It's like going to the gym. The first time you pick up that barbell, the dumbbell, it's going to feel awkward. Eventually, right, you just know what that movement is right away. You know how to do it. You know what to pay attention to. You can crank up that weight. You're, you know, it's the same thing. You just, you got to get the reps in. So allow yourself to suck at something and then become better over time. That's one. Two. I will always tell people, like, try to be proactive here versus reactive. I don't want you to stand in the kitchen being like, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to have my meal. Um, so how will I put together my macros? And Right? You're, you're there in the moment. You're already too late. If you think about it this way, if you meal plan, meaning, hey, I know what I'm going to be eating tomorrow, or I know what my lunch is going to be, etc., that's already going to make it more easy. Mm. The more you can track beforehand, the more you're going to save yourself time and energy in that moment. Just think about it this way. Instead of standing there, like scratching your head in front of the fridge, being like, oh shit, like, I don't know, you know, instead of that, if you already have your macros dialed in and you say, even for a few meals, right? Let's say breakfast. Okay. I know I'm going to have, you know, a couple slices of bread, you know, avocado from a healthy fats, right? Eggs from healthy fats, a couple egg whites, whatever it is, spinach. When that's already in there, you go from reactive, kind of like, you know, oh shit, like now I have to figure it out in a moment, to proactive, to just knowing, hey, now the app, instead of me having to think about it or, you know, make it up on on the spot, I can just go in and look at, oh yeah, there's many eggs, bread, boom, this is what I'm supposed to eat. You don't even have to track it anymore. So if you want to create a good routine, try to do way more beforehand. Doesn't have to be everything, but if you think about it, you probably eat a lot of the same stuff anyway. So start mm-hmm. repeating those. As a, as a coach, you always try to make things as, as simple as uh, possible for people. But at some point, you just have to say, I'm sorry, the workout takes about an hour to half an hour also to 90 minutes. And that that's just like, that's how it is. And it's, it's sort of like yeah. the same with tracking. Like you have to do the work, get into the habit of doing it, and then it will be easier. But in the beginning, it will always be a bit of a hassle. 
and change always feels uncomfortable. So just creating that routine, just, you know, it's not going to be perfect right away. And that's okay. Just play around with it. Mm. See what works. See what doesn't work. Ask, ask for help, you know, ask for tips. Yeah. Um, uh, next question is uh, sort of an important one, I feel. Uh, I'm not sure if you have this in like uh, Holland or wh- where are you from again? Yeah, I feel like smågott is something we have here in Norway and we eat it a lot, but I'm not sure how it is uh, outside of Norway. But the question is, how do we... Yeah, honestly, it's just candy, I guess. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So so for the international listeners, the smågott is is basically, just imagine just a wall. (laughs) Just just a wall of candy, right? It's like, it's great. I love it, right? Uh, I haven't had it for a long time. I'm currently cutting, but... Just imagine, right? You can just mix and match. You grab a little baggie and you put in whatever candy, which, by the way, is an international thing too, right? Okay. Um, I will definitely say in Norway, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a thing. Um, but anyway, you mix and match, you weigh your candy, right? It's like a candy store, like an old school candy store, but instead you're doing it yourself. How would you log that? Um, good question. To be honest with you, I wouldn't overcomplicate it. Um, going back to the 80-20 that we always talk about. That stuff shouldn't make up the majority of your calories anyway, and if that's the case, you got some work to do, which is okay, mm-hmm. right? I'm not putting you on the spot, but I'm kind of putting you on the spot because <laughs> if that's a priority, we got to talk food quality. Now, I will say this too, right? You can't have that stuff, it's totally fine. But eat your fruits and vegetables, your whole foods, etc. No. Again, flexibility. Yeah. I wouldn't overthink it, to be honest with you, um, I would just go to chronometer, whatever it is. Like if you're tracking, right? Look up something similar. Look up something like Haribo or something, or whatever brand. Look up maybe like a mixed candy little thing and just go with that. Don't mm-hmm. overcomplicate it. If it's 50 grams of candy, find something. It's it's all just sugar anyway. <laughs> it's not that different, you know? <laughs> so just find something similar. And this is maybe a tip for anyone. You shouldn't really be stressing about like what specific brand is something. You should mostly be eating whole foods anyway, which is easy to track because there's generic versions of that. When it comes to those kind of things, just simplify stuff, right? If you can't mm. find the exact brand, go with something similar. And when you, it's okay, you haven't had smogot in a long time, but if you are now allowed to have smogot and you can choose three pieces, what would you choose? That's a good question. I saw that you got the balloons in your screen as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that's a that's a just so you know that's a setting on your MacBook that you can turn off. I can show you afterwards if you want to. Because it comes all the time when I do podcasts that there's like fireworks it, it, and castles. Also, if you do and this, like, if you do a thumbs up, like it'll show it, up, right? What is yeah. this? Okay. Uh, uh, some I don't know. It's, it's random. And it was happening to me in my check-ins too. That's why. Now, um, <laughs> which one? Oh, that's a really good one. So there's two I always get. There's like these little like cylinder ones. One is like a licorice kind of mm-hmm. like salty. And the other one is also like a cylinder little thingy that's just different colors, just like, I don't know, like sugar, sour kind of thing. It's, it's really good. Um, it'll it'll always be something like salty, like licorice kind of. Oh, yeah? Then some, something like a, like a sour patch kind of thing, you know, something like mm. that. And as a third, it's got to be some chocolate in there too. I'm big on chocolate. Have you had That's like my, the chocolate family? You know? It's uh, they're made. There's it's like these small figures, figures uh, which <laughs> taste taste like stratos. I think so. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are super good. Oh, it's the best. Sorry, people. We're just, I'm going to go further to the next question. Just have to <laughs> focus on the important part. Um, okay. How can I build muscle and uh, lose fat uh, at the same time? What's the best way of doing that? Good question. Okay. Uh, let me answer the exact question at the same time. This will likely only happen if you're just getting started in a few cases, right? First of all, unfortunately, I have to mention this. Right? It's not something I promote, but it needs to be mentioned. There's a lot of people on social media with bigger followings who are on steroids who can do that. When you are on steroids, you can build muscle loose fat at the same time. Now, let's skip that because we're not going to do that, obviously. It just needs to be mentioned. <laughs> if you naturally right, build muscle loose fat, for most people, it's going to take so much time that they're going to get impatient because they think they're not progressing. And then they're going to be like, ah, oh, it's not going to work. However, if you are just starting out and you're just dialing in your nutrition, maybe you're at the beginning of your journey and you are coming from not eating enough protein and you ramp up your protein intake and you are now improving your, your quality of food and you're going to the gym and you start lifting weights. And by the way, even if you are already lifting weights, if you now actually start to push yourself and train close to failure, now you maybe introduce a bit of cardio if you make a bunch of changes like that, you're going to see what's called body recomposition to where you're going to see muscle gain and fat loss at the same time. I've mostly seen this when people crank up their protein intake coming from like under eating protein to now actually finally getting enough. That's usually where I see the biggest difference. This is even where I personally saw quite a bit of a difference going from 200 grams to 240 grams in, um, what was it? I want to say December at my level where I've been lifting weights for a long time, which makes it more difficult, right? Even just that increase in protein still kind of led to that. However, here's the thing. I will say this, it's, it's almost like that, right? It's too good to be true kind of thing to where it sounds great, but for most people it's gonna be so slow and it's gonna take, right, a lot of time that in general, I would push for muscle gain phases and fat loss phases because you're gonna be able to chase one rabbit at a time instead of two you know what i mean if you chase two at a time it's kind of like you know if you chase one you go for one goal you effectively put a muscle and then you do fat loss you're gonna likely very likely see better results it is possible mostly with new new kind of you know lifters and stuff though as you train and for several years it gets harder and harder and it's easier just to focus on one thing at a time and it feels better as well my opinion um, yeah. Okay, do you have any good solutions for me when I'm at work, hadn't had the time to food prep, so I have to go to the store to buy a lunch, like on the go. Um, what would you buy? What should I buy? Good one. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of those uh, salad bars. I think that's going to be a great start. Uh, if your supermarket has that, that's going to be great because you can mix and match. You can come up with whatever combination you want. I really like that. Um, because then you can pick your healthy fats, you can pick your protein if there's something, right? You can pick your fruits and vegetables and your carbs and stuff, and you can get a nice mix. Of course, you know, kind of thinking budget, it's not always going to be the cheapest stuff, but that will be a really nice option. Mm. Other than that, um, I'm a big fan of fruit and like a protein yogurt. That's, a, that's going to be a combination that just always works. Go with like a cottage cheese or like a skier or something. Um, 
bunch of berries, just a piece of fruit on the side. You know, if you want to, if you're on the go, there's the the little packs of like mixed like nuts and seeds and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, trail mix basically. That could be a nice one, or even if it's just almonds, whatever it is, handful of nuts, piece of fruit, something something with protein. Um, there's gonna be maybe like prepackaged, you know, like meals, kind of depending on where you're at. This is kind of like a thing in Holland too, where you can get like the the meals that are kind of like pre-made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a pasta salad with a decent amount of protein. Those kind of things. Still try to think your basics. Like, is there some protein in here? Am I getting some fruits and veggies? My carbs and fats. But specific options, I would go for the salad bar. I would go for the protein, yogurt with berries. I would get pre-cooked chicken. Maybe throw that in a salad. That could be a good one. Um, While you're at it, you might as well buy a few tortilla wraps, right? Wrap it up. Super simple. Just keep, like, Keep it simple. That's what I'm trying to say here. Like, there is a lot of stuff you can get that you don't have to, like, cook on the spot. You know what I mean? Mm. What about you? So, probably the same. Uh, I could do maybe a package of roast beef, like 100 grams-ish, and um, some uh, lumper, also lumper, yeah. tortillas-ish, uh, and maybe, like, a magir smörost. It's like a cheese on a tube. Yeah. Uh, with some uh, salad in there. Yeah, something like that. But mostly what you said, I, f- I think we would have gone for the same options. That's actually a good one. You know what? I'm going to add one to my list. I'm going to add polar bread. Oh, love polar I love polar bread. bread. Um, which for our international friends is just kind of like a kind of bread, I guess. Um, I usually get the oat one. But anyway, right? Get a thing of bread. Use a few. Bring the rest home, obviously go grab a pack of like you know lunch meat like deli chicken or turkey whatever it is don't go with one slice just throw the whole pack on a sandwich <laughs> you know a bit of cheese or something maybe some salad yeah exactly like that's that's gonna be a great one too yeah okay next one is about the chronometer specifically because she's wondering when she's logging if she should let chrono chronometer uh, add her activity level so if you're supposed to eat 2000 calories and you move uh, to the equivalent of 500 calories it adds the 500 calories so it tells you to eat 2500 calories isn't that right should you go down that route or should you not i will always say no 100 100% of the time i love chronometer we use it with every single one of our clients but no, because here's the thing. I want you to be in charge of setting your targets. And, and this is where coaching comes in, right? This is where you learn about this too. When you get coached, that's the goal, right? I don't want you to be dependent on a coach or meal plan, whatever. Like, no, I want you to learn from this process, which in your apps, by the way, we, we kind of teach you like how to set the numbers and right, like changes. I want you to be in charge of your targets because here's the thing. If not, you're going to make the same mistake as I did in 2012. You're going to go to my fitness pal whatever app or even chronometer and you're going to choose maximum weight loss you know <laughs> and you're going to set your goal weight and then the app is going to give you numbers and i think that's a bad idea i think it's a bad idea because here's the thing when we calculate your calories and we set those targets and we've talked about you know the 250 increase for your surplus the you know in the past we talked about you know starting a deficit at 20 percent of your maintenance calories that includes activity already 
we kind of keep that in mind already. That's taken in consideration. So that would be double. And not just that, we're not going to know how many calories you burn. It's always mm. inaccurate. It is. We cannot know outside of a lab setting. We simply aren't able to. At this point, like, no fitness tracker, as much as, you know, I like them. They're fine. They're great. You can use some of the data, but it's not going to accurately tell you how many calories you burn, which means that, hey, you know, now all of a sudden, while we could actually be in full control of, right, how much we're eating and we're setting targets and stuff, now there's another thing, an inaccurate thing that's kind of messing with our numbers, which, by the way, you're burning a different amount of calories every single day, right? Mm. So are we now going to just be with our nutrition, like all, up and down all the time? Like, no. Let's simplify stuff. Let's set our targets ourselves. And let's completely turn off the, the calories burned function. You can go in and turn it so that it doesn't sink, right? Because we do not want to track calories burned. Never. Mm. Right? And I know that the same person was asking about... Um... Uh, carbs because chronometer, chronometer asks you to if you want to add uh, or um, as a fiber like all mm -hmm. kinds of carbohydrates or just some sort of carbohydrates and I know that if you uh, don't add the fiber you have to eat a lot more of the carbohydrates so what should you do there Hey, what's up? Sorry to interrupt. I promise we'll keep it short. As you already know, we don't do ads here, and I really just do this podcast out of passion for helping everyday people like yourself learn more and get results. Now, because I do this absolutely for free, would it be cool to ask you for a quick rating on Spotify or Apple? You can do it while you're listening. It really just takes a few seconds, and it would actually mean the world to me and help us grow the show and reach more people like you. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the episode. So fiber is a type of carbohydrate. So this is where European and American labels are slightly different. Um, but think about it this way. You have what's called your total carbs, which by the way, that's what you want to track. In the settings, you can set this yourself too. But we always look at total carbs because here's the thing. There's going to be differences in calories. And yes, also fiber does have calories. It's going to make things more complicated than they need to be. So even a question like this, like, I'm always going to be like, you know what? Just track total carbs. Don't worry about it. Because it's not worth your energy. That is not the thing that's going to make or break your results. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, I mm. will say this because I do want to explain. We have your total carbs. Then we have your net carbs, which is basically what's left after removing um, fiber. And I think it's like sugar alcohols. Fiber is not really used for fuel. It's, you got some calories, but it's mostly just kind of, it's going to, you know, play into digestion. It's going to, you know, help with gut health. It's going to come with, you know, healthy foods, like fruits and vegetables. But fiber is going to be, right, less in calories. And that's why you also see that separate, right? We want to think, we mostly want to get our starchy carbs if we're looking at, you know, puzzling in your macros. And then we want to control our fiber intake as well. Which, so what I will say here is... Most of you just focus on your total carbs to simplify it. Like I said, like that could have been the answer already. As you know, I suck at giving short answers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just look at total carbs, you're fine. What I will then say is every week, look at your average fiber intake. Is that roughly where it should be? If not, let's bring it up. 
And where should it be? Depends. It's about 14 grams per thousand calories. Um, to simplify that, for most people, like 30, 35, 40. Yeah. Um, perfect. Uh, and next question, we have two left. And this is sort of like the same thing we talked about earlier, but um, maybe we can add some stuff. She's uh, ha She has a goal of eating uh, 300 carbs every day, and she's finding it really, really hard. So almost every day, it adds up to about 150 to 200 grams. Uh, can, sh can she uh, add the... F the remaining calories in fats just to get the calories she needs or should she just skip the more food part and try again the next day do you know what what her goal is or phase or... uh it's to build muscle okay i will say so i would say like let's make it a priority to get your calories up asap so if that's with some more fats absolutely go for it yeah okay let's make that a priority um but then let's slowly also push for more carbs because here's the thing too. By the way, I think you're doing amazing already hitting 150 to 200. I think that's really good. Um, so that's awesome. Go, go to like 220 the next week or 240 and just slowly transition like that. I still think you're gonna get a benefit out of like most of those carbs based on that goal. But yeah, absolutely. Go, go higher in fats, start there see how you do nice and the last question uh, so this is from the same per same person she's now working to add some muscle but uh, somewhere along the way she wants to um, start her cut uh, and when that happens she's wondering if uh, she's supposed to use like the same numbers when it comes to protein fats and carbs as when she is uh, building muscle so so we're going to drop calories and your calories are going to come from your macronutrients right so automatically like there has to be a difference there which by the way this this question is very common i get this one a lot so i do i do get it right um but your calories come from your macronutrients now here's the thing here's what i would do i would keep your protein the exact same it's slightly it's actually a little bit more important for muscle maintenance and for keeping you full because protein is the most filling macro. So if you can go a little bit higher in protein during your cut, unless you're already super high, like you know, just keep it there and just focus on veggies and fiber in that case. Um, but let's just simplify stuff. Protein, don't change it. Just keep it the same, right? So that's one. Going back to carbs and fats. <laughs> again, it's gonna look like I hit on, on fats. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding, but like, Again, knowing that fats are the highest in calories, nine calories per gram, the carbs are four, what's the easiest way to keep in as much food volume as possible while lowering calories that's going to be dropping your fats? Also knowing this person wants to build muscle, lose fat, and hopefully maintain muscle, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Keeping your carbs up during your cut, which sounds counterintuitive because at some point they're gonna have to come down, but if you can keep those in as much as you can, so I'm always going to push or keep your, your protein high, keep your fats low, and then just have as many carbs as possible. What that's gonna do is it's gonna allow you to get good workouts in still. If you can keep getting good workouts in, you can maintain more muscle, you can maybe even build a little bit of muscle during that phase still. Mm. That's also gonna include some more of the filling foods like potatoes, those kind of things fruits and vegetables, like all that stuff is gonna to go towards your carbs, right? So I think um, you're likely going to see 
you're likely going to be best off keeping proteins the same, dropping your fats to, let's call it like 50, and then keeping your, your carbs in as much as possible. And then at some point, you're going to have to make another adjustment, and that should probably be carbs then, because you're already at minimal fats, and you don't want to go lower for hormones and health. Protein is the most filling and we're cutting, so it doesn't make sense to drop it. Let's drop your carbs. We're so used to hearing that fat keeps us fuller for longer. Uh, but as you were saying, uh, when, we, when it comes to f food volume, uh, carbohydrates, of course, wins. But yeah. um... fat slows down digestion. So mm -hmm. that is something that we got to mention too, <clears throat> because it does play a role. Absolutely. Um, I see people like crash very soon if they don't have enough fats. Why is that? Like I said, fats is going to slow down digestion mm. fiber going back to fiber slows down digestion which means that when that meal is broken down slower we have a slower release of energy into the bloodstream which is going to keep you going for a little longer makes sense mm. so that's where yeah absolutely like it's still going to be important um if you think about it right if you can by the way right i'm saying 50 but if you can and your calories are in a good spot keep your fats at 60 see how that goes right keep you there mm. um have that combination but go big on fiber keep that protein in keep your carbs up right i have a blog as well about you know, like filling foods and stuff during a deficit boiled potatoes super filling right it's it's that volume that we want to look for that's going to be the biggest driver of like satiety right feeling full um but yeah good point good point but again like at some point the fats do need to drop yeah mm. Yeah, I'm just saying what I think people are thinking. So it's nice to hear you talk about it. And uh, that's what we love, that you like really expand on the topics and give us full answers so that we can get the answer, but also learn. So that was my questions for today. I'm glad we didn't do like the periodization stuff today because then we would have been here for like another hour. Super long episode. I think, uh, I think it's great. I, lo I love Q&A. Like I said, I'm not great at giving short answers. So sorry about that. Um, but nutrition is so nuanced, like, right? It's it's difficult to really give like one answer and then have everyone be like, okay, that's gonna apply to me. You know what I mean? So I always want people to ask follow-up questions, right? Whether it's towards you or me, like hit us up, ask away, because then you can actually get those right questions or you know, hopefully, you know, productive questions instead of going online and fighting just weird diets and you know making mistakes yourself. Like I've made the mistakes myself already for 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so like, I'm, I'm trying to help you not do the same thing. Makes sense? <laughs> yes. And we're happy about that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That being said, we will link all your stuff in the show notes as usual. And we are going to be back to talk about periodization. Thanks again. And then we'll talk yes. to you soon. All right, that's it for today. As a thank you for sticking around, I'd love to send you a free copy of my ebook, The Definitive Fat Loss Nutrition Guide. Honestly, if you like the podcast, I'm sure you'll love the ebook. So if you want it, all you need to do is either click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at johanvesters underscore OCS and I'll personally send it to you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I'll talk to you soon.